you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and welcome to Kingdom Empowerment Radio Incorporated. I am your host for this evening, Chaplain Kevin Graves. It is a pleasure being with you yet again uh, for another Monday. Uh, Just so that you know, uh, for those who are listening for the first time, I'm on Kingdom Empowerment Radio Incorporated every second and fourth Monday of each month, every second and fourth Monday of each month. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, please feel free to give us a call. Uh, The number is 646-668-2413. Again, 646-668-2413. 
If you have any questions or comments or perhaps uh, you're in need of prayer, please call in and uh, I'll pray with you. Uh, The last time when we met, uh, I spoke about, uh, well, I quoted as a uh, scripture uh, quoted by the Apostle Paul in uh, the book of Romans, Romans chapter 7, verse 24. And the scripture reads, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That's a question that the Apostle Paul was asking uh, when it came to the struggle and the warfare uh, against sin. And that's what I really want to discuss uh, this evening. I really want to talk about sin. I want to examine it and dissect it because I don't think we have a very, uh, a lot of us may have an understanding of what sin is, uh, and we can give a good definition, but when it comes to dealing with it, when it comes to acknowledging it, when it comes to uh, uh, getting deliverance, uh, a lot of us uh, don't really understand the depth and the magnitude of sin and even its origin. Uh, and this is something that we need to talk about. I like to talk about repentance. I like to talk about sin. Why? Because these are things that we need to be talking about in this time. Um, so when you call Kingdom Empowerment Radio, uh, you may at times get a feel-good message, but I'm going to tell you the truth, uh, and because that's what we do here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Uh, we're, we're, we're not here to, 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 to uh, make people feel good. Sure, we want to, we want to leave you with a, a, a good feeling, but we want to leave you with the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth is not what people want to hear, but if you tune into Kingdom Empowerment Radio, that's what we're going to give you. So, uh, and this is for people who want the truth. So, uh, for those who listen in to Kingdom Empowerment Radio Incorporated, uh, be prepared to hear the truth. Uh, and at times it, it does sting, uh, but nevertheless, we do bring uh, the love of God and we also bring the judgment of God. We have to uh, bring you the whole truth, otherwise we will be held accountable if we don't. Uh, w- one thing I also want to share with you, uh, and I want to say uh, thank you, Dr. Ganny. Uh, thank you, Mr. Ganny, for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Thank you for your commitment and your, 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 your tireless uh, uh, work and effort that you put forth to, to make sure that Kingdom Empowerment Radio and, and also other vehicles that you use to, to uh, preach the gospel uh, I just want to say, uh, and of course, giving honor to where honor is due. And I just want to say, God bless you, woman of God. God bless you, man of God, uh, for your effort and your commitment to kingdom. And thank you, Dr. Sonny Agbono. Agbomo, excuse me, my brother, got your name wrong. Uh, I just want to say thank you uh, for your hard work as well. And, uh, and of course, we're family here. So uh, that's one thing. I can also say kingdom empowerment, uh, we're, we're more than just brothers and sisters, we're family, and we're from all over. Some of us are here from the States, some of us are, are from abroad, and nevertheless, regardless of where you are on the, on, on the globe, uh, we are family, and, and we love with the love of Christ, and we pray that uh, our love for one another will be a demonstration of the power of God a demonstration of the presence of God. And here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio, our purpose, our mission statement, if you will, is to equip, is to prepare and equip the church of God to go out and fulfill the Great Commission. That is our purpose. Our purpose is not to be on the air for an hour or more to, to, to just run our mouths. No. The purpose is to equip the body of Christ to prepare you and equip you for the warfare that is ahead, to prepare you and equip you to go out and to preach the gospel 
That is what we do. That is what we're about. That is our mission statement, and we stand by it, and, 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 we, and we give God thanks. And on that note, I would like to uh, open in prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity yet again to, to, to speak as an oracle of God, to speak on your behalf, Lord. And, Lord, we just ask that, Lord, you would use your men and women servants in this hour, Lord, to preach the truth, Lord, the unadulterated truth, Lord, not to compromise. Help us, Lord. Keep our minds focused on eternal things. Keep our minds focused on you, Lord. Let it help us, Lord, that we not get distracted, distracted by money, distracted by uh, 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 popularity. Uh, having our name in lights, but, but Lord, it is not about that. But Lord, it is not about having our name in lights. It is not about us, Lord, for we must decrease in this, Lord. And we just ask that, Lord, you would be illuminated, that, Lord, your presence would go forth, that your presence would establish healing. It would establish deliverance, Lord, that it would set people free, Lord. That is what we are about. That is what you are about, Lord. And we just ask that you would continue to be glorified in and through your men and women servants here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio, that you would continue to use us for your glory. We thank you for the privilege and the honor of serving you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God says, amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I opened with a scripture that many of you are familiar with in Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When... We examine this, number one, the title, uh, this is part two, of O Wretched Man That I Am, Who Shall Deliver Me From the Body of This Death. O Wretched Man That I Am, Who Shall Deliver Me From the Body of This Death. And I just want to go to that passage of scripture and and, and start there. Uh because many of us, my brothers and sisters, are not aware that we're in a war. Uh, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, maybe we're just oblivious to it. But many of us uh, in the body of Christ are not aware that we are in a war. And I just want to expound on that statement, if I may, and go with me for those who have their Bibles, please open up your Bible to Romans chapter 7. And for those who are also taking notes, uh, yes, uh, get a sheet of paper and a pen. I would like for you to take some notes here. To God be the glory. And Romans chapter 7, Paul's, the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. And I'm going to start at verse 14. Um, the scripture reads, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. Hmm. I'm going to read that again. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. Verse 16. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Amen. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Mm. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. For if I do that I would not, 
it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law mm, in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. My brothers and sisters, this is the struggle of humankind. And this dates back before the Apostle Paul. When we examine what's known as original sin and we go back to the garden, when the Lord had given Adam a command not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you, many of you know the uh, uh, story thereafter, that there was a transgression in the garden where both the man and the woman ate, and therefore there, there was a separation at that point because there was a, a gulf, if you will. There was a breach of relationship between Adam and Eve and God. Remember, now, we have to understand one thing about our Lord. He is holy, he is just, and he is righteous. And he will, under no circumstances, partner himself with unrighteousness. So, because of this breach, because of this gulf, if you will, God who is holy cannot partner himself with unholiness. It would go against his very nature and character. So therefore, there was a separation where the man and woman could no longer be in his presence because of this transgression. But through Christ, who came and died and, 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 and he is now resurrected and he sits at the right hand of our Heavenly Father because of the sacrifice, not of animals, not of sprinkling of blood upon uh, before and upon the mercy seat, for we no longer sacrifice animals, but now we have a, a, a mediator, and that mediator is Jesus Christ who came and died to bring us back into right relationship to to reestablish that which was broken hallelujah and we give thanks to god and that is exactly what the apostle is saying there he says i thank god through jesus christ our lord so then with the mind i myself serve the law of god but with the flesh the law of sin so it is christ who has restored us it is christ who has brought us back into right relationship. And it is Christ that has, has, that, that has resurrected our thinking, that has resurrected our mind. And we thank God in this dispensation of grace for the Holy Spirit who, who resides and lives in us to bring us into complete understanding, full understanding of the truth, to instruct us, to guide us into all truth. So, my brothers and sisters, with that said, there's a war. There is a war. And the apostle made it very, very clear. And there are many people within the body of Christ who want to do the right thing, who want to do the right thing, but there's a war. And there is a taste, and we have to be sincere with ourselves. And many of us are struggling in the body of Christ with all sorts of different issues. And we think we're, 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 we're hiding it, and maybe our brothers and sisters don't know what we're doing in the dark. Maybe uh, uh, the congregation, you could be a leader within a church, and think that, oh, well, they don't know. Uh, I, I can do this in the dark, and it's going to be okay. Well, no, it's not okay, because what you do in secret, the Lord sees. Maybe the congregation doesn't know. Maybe they don't know, but God knows. 
And if we fear God, if we have any, if we have an ounce of reverence and fear of God, we have to get this thing right. We have to say, Lord, I am tired of this back and forth, Lord. I'm tired of this wishy-washy type of a walk, Lord. Lord, th- this is not your will for my life, Lord. I don't want to be a hypocrite. As Jesus called the religious order of his time, he called the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees, he called them hypocrites. Why? Because they had this outward appearance of holiness, they, 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 they looked very good on the outside, but inside they, they, they were perishing. And my brothers and sisters, it is time that we get this thing right, that we stop playing games with the things of God, that we finally come to the understanding that we need help. This war that we're going through, yes, it is a spiritual war, and Satan is having a good time with the church. There are people who are looking for deliverance. They're looking for healing. And when they hear about men and women of God and leadership doing all sorts of horrible things, it is leaving them, and, and, and it is leaving these individuals in a state of confusion. They're wondering, wait a minute, but, but, but you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. How is it that you, you can live a double life? Are you a double agent? Who are you? Do we fear the cross? Do we fear judgment? Do we fear hell? Do we fear anything that concerns the kingdom of God? Or are we just so completely engrossed in our sin that, that we just don't care anymore? Maybe it, maybe it is for some, about, it, it, maybe for some it is about money. Maybe for some it is about having their name and lights. Maybe for some it is about keeping the doors open. So you know what? It, has, it is a business. But my God, where is your fear for God? And when I say fear, I'm referring to reverence. Have you lost your way? Are you a prodigal son or daughter? Have you said, Lord, <laughs> Lord, I have to pay the rent. I got to keep the doors open, Lord. I mean, the rent... To keep this church open, it, it, it's expensive, Lord. So I have to do, I have to do what I have to do by any means necessary. Where is our fear? Say, Lord, am I dishonoring you? And this is what I'm saying right now. And and and, and I want to touch on some areas with regards to sin, with regards to this zeal for righteousness, but there's this war going on in our members. And I want to discuss, beloved, what is sin? Well, according to the Greek understanding in the the New Testament, the word sin, harmartia, harmartia, H-A-M-A-R-T-I-A, this Greek word means to miss the mark, to miss the mark. And many of us, in our attempt to hit the mark, we've missed the mark. And I had touched on uh, a couple of people in the New Testament. Uh, last time we spoke, I, I touched on Simon Zelotes, or known as Simon the Zealot, uh, who was part of uh, the, Jew- the Jewish sect uh, that would rise up against Roman rule. Uh, and it wasn't just uh, Simon. Now, not to confuse, let me make this very clear, too, so there's no confusion. Uh, we're not to confuse uh, confuse Simon the Zealot with Simon Peter. Uh, we're talking about two different people here. So when you think Simon, some think of Simon Peter, but I just want to make it very, very clear for those who are listening, we're talking about two different individuals. And, it, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Simon Zelotes, uh, who, yes, uh, was, was a part of the Jewish sect that would rise, that would rise up against Roman rule. But interestingly enough, uh, the Lord uh, would use him. And you can find him uh, and also uh, uh, many others uh, in Acts of the Apostles, 
chapter 1, verse 13, in case you want to uh, do a little more research on that. He was in the upper room. So uh, that's just one example of someone who, who is, whose zeal for righteousness and, and those who, who are like him in wanting to see justice and wanting to see uh, a deliverance from the oppressor, uh, feeling that, okay, this is the way that, that, that armed warfare, that uh, a military type of, of uh, uh, maneuvers is the way to bring about uh, uh, deliverance or setting a people free. Uh, there were quite a few people uh, in those times uh, who were very, very weary of their, of their Roman oppressors, and they would band together to try to overthrow uh, their Roman rulers. And unfortunately, and in many cases, uh, 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 these uprisings, if you will, were, were, were put down. And it's very important. And we've seen throughout history examples of this type of behavior, whether it be uh, the Crusades and um, bringing it uh, to the present day, we have radical groups who, whether it be, uh, I would, <laughs> I would some, some people equate uh, uh, radicals with Islam, but I, but I wouldn't limit it to Islam. I would also say that there are some radical Christians, and I, and I had touched on that in some segments uh, uh, about a few months ago with regards to uh, radicals uh, in Christianity. So there are many people, many groups uh, in the name of God uh, have risen up and feel that according to their own understanding that God would honor this type of movement and, uh, well, I would dare say, well, I'm going to say, I'm not going to dare to say anything. I will say that it is very, very important that we remain in the will of God and we understand that God has uh, orchestrated and has, has used mighty men of war, such as David, for example, to go out and, and, and to conquer lands. And we have to understand that the God that we serve does not condone the slaughtering, hallelujah, of, of, of innocence with regards to killing individuals by uh, explosives, uh, uh, suiting up with explosive vests and going out there and killing people. Um, the God that I serve does not condone this kind of behavior. And um, in fact, there are some that may even challenge this and say, well, uh, well, uh, what about the Amalekites? You know, uh, what about, uh, that's true. And I will say that when God gives a specific instruction to go out and do this, but hey, but wait a minute, innocent women and children were killed. But we also have to remember who the Amalekites were, okay, and God establishing his covenant and making sure that his people are not contaminated, okay, by those who practice uh, different types of religions other than worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The problem was is that the children of Israel had a tendency of worshiping foreign gods. They had a tendency to fall into idolatry. So in order to, 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 to uh, make sure that his children were on the straight and narrow, the Lord would then, okay, bring about, okay, or set aside a men for himself to go out and to conquer a particular area or to war against a particular group of people. And we, we see examples of that in the Old Testament. In this dispensation of grace, uh, the Lord 
has given us a very clear instruction that we are to go out and we are to preach the gospel, that we are to go out in this dispensation, mind you, to go out and preach the gospel, and in so doing, we would be endued with power to establish healing and deliverance. Sin is a major, major, major problem for many, many people. And I want to address sin, and I also want to, to, to address what is the solution? What is the solution to the sin problem that we have? And at this time, it is, a, it is currently 8.30 p.m. Uh, I'm going to be with you for one hour. So at this time, without further delay, I would like to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments on tonight's subject, O wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? So, again, we're going to be discussing, we're going to talk in depth about sin, and we're going to talk about solutions. What, are, what, what is the solution to being in bondage to sin? What is the solution? What can we do? Why are we in captivity to this sin nature? Is there help on the horizon? Is there deliverance? How can we... How can we be set free? So I know I'm asking questions. Nevertheless, I do want to open up the phone lines right now for any questions or comments on tonight's subject. Caller, you're on the air. Hello, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, woman of God. God bless you. Praise God. Yeah, um, I just wanted to make a statement, really, in reference to the topic. Um, I believe that as God's... um, representatives that we have a responsibility and a mandate to share the unadulterated and undiluted word of God. And in doing so, uh, it allows conviction to take place in the heart of believers. And when that happens, then the Holy Spirit then comes and enables them and empowers them to live holy. Um, and as they live holy and continue to submitting themselves to God, that's when their lives will continuously be transformed and changed. Um, the reason why I'm bringing this up, there was a situation yesterday when I, I was actually ministering the word of God. I was ministering, and um, there was this young lady, this particular woman, she actually came into the church for the very first time, and she was there. And I started to minister the word of God uh, coming from the book of Matthew chapter 7 and uh, talking about uh, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied on me? And I just gave the undiluted word of God without any compromise, without having to take away from its potency um, or doing it to appease uh, the people's flesh because we want them to come back. Uh, so I gave the word as is. At, while she was sitting in her seat, the conviction of the Holy Spirit started to take her and prick her heart. And she began crying all throughout the service. She just could not uh, contain herself. And she was just crying. The conviction of God was just really overpowering her and, and really mm. dealing with her will and dealing with her. And after that, she decided that she wanted to come up to the altar and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. And no one prompted or forced her. Uh, she did it willingly. Thereafter, service, you know, she received Christ and she asked for a Bible. She said, I'm coming again. And that's what happens when the Holy Spirit is at work. Now, I believe, just to be in keeping with what you're sharing, I believe the reason why we're having these ongoing issues uh, is because we're not preaching the uncompromising word of God the way we should. Um, we're, we're not um, demonstrating the power of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to be eminent and to be that main person flow throughout our services and in our preaching. Uh, and when we leave the Holy Spirit out of the equation, what you'll begin to produce is nothing but religious junkies that is only coming for a temporary uh, uh, a temporary 
satisfaction and hype, but they're not truly being transformed. So what they're receiving is temporal, but they're not receiving something that will help them bring about true transformation, whereby the fear of God will then kick in and the love of God and the conviction of God and the judge, and they will begin to feel all of these things in their hearts. But when we dilute the word of God, it takes away from its potency. And when you take away the potency from the word of God by diluting it and, and mixing it with emotionalism and our flesh and everything else, what will begin to happen, the word uh, will is not as effective. So the word will bring them back because they like what they hear. But it would never uh, allow them to crucify their flesh and live in totality for God in complete submission. So I believe we have a responsibility uh, as God's representative to do exactly what the word of God says, uh, not adding or taking away from it, being submitted and obedient to the good and perfect will of God. And so that's what I want to share, my God. Thank you. Woman of God, thank you. It is always a pleasure hearing from you. And absolutely, absolutely, it's, we have a responsibility. And, you know, just looking at, you know, the scripture, just to add to what the woman of God is saying, uh, in Corinthians, the the word of God makes it very clear that there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. So if we are interested, if we care enough, to want to be delivered from this thing, that God and his, he is faithful to make a way of escape. And we have to want deliverance. We have to want to be set free. We have to say, Lord, this is not, this is not your will. This is not bringing me closer to who, to, to where I need to, to where I need to be. So, My brothers and sisters, I'm not going to make sin like it's like like this is very easy. There are some people out there who are, who are really struggling, and I want to be very sensitive to them. So this is not like oh well you, you know if you take a couple of these you know you'll feel better in the morning. I, no no it doesn't work like that. There are some people right now who who sin has you in a headlock, and pornography has you in a headlock. The lust of the flesh has you in a headlock. Fear has you in a headlock. Anxiety has you in a headlock. Suicidal thoughts, depression, insecurity, inadequacy has you in a headlock. Poverty has you in a headlock. Joblessness, unemployment, which are the same thing, have you in a headlock. And how do we break these cycles? And there are people out there that are saying to themselves, uh, you might say, well, well, what does poverty have to do with sin? Uh, well, it, Lord, going back generations, I don't know what my ancestors used to do, or maybe we do know. Maybe there's something that took place that has been buried concerning our destiny. Maybe it's somewhere. Maybe someone prayed witchcraft prayers. And that now I'm getting to the warfare part of things. Perhaps the reason we can't advance, and some of us, maybe the problem is us. Maybe we're not putting forth the work. Maybe we're not doing everything that we need to do in order to achieve results. So everything is not the devil. I get that. But I do want to address, yes, we do have a part to play Yes, if there's joblessness, yes, there's work that needs to be done. We put together our resume. 
and, and, and we circulate our resume as best we can in the, speaking in the area of joblessness. Yes, there's certain things we need to do, but I also want to focus on, and with regards to uh, uh, sin, is we don't know, again, generations back, what did my ancestors engage in? Were they involved in witchcraft? Were they involved in, in necromancy and sorcery? That even today, in 2018, I can't seem to get it together. So is it some sin that my ancestors were engaged in that has today not allowed me to be able to move forward? I try. I do the work. I do it. Is there some sort of an assignment against me, against my generation, against my family, which will not let us go? Which, because, it's, because that assignment is on assignment. It is there to establish poverty. It is there to establish frustration. It is there to keep us in captivity. But God is faithful. He will make a way of escape. And this is where we have to begin to go deeper into the things of God. And, beloved, there are many of us who are in the church and we're sitting there and we're in bondage and we have no idea that we have a generational curse or, or that generations ago, or maybe not even so much generations, but maybe my mother or my grandmother unknowingly practices witchcraft. Or maybe someone doesn't want me to prosper, so now they're praying against me. So that's just, one element of it. And we have to say, Lord, if there be any sin in me, if there be anything in me that is holding me back, Lord, I refuse to stay in this, this, this bondage, this body of death that takes one step forward and two steps back. I refuse to remain in bondage to pornography to the things that are not of God. I refuse to be in bondage to the desires of the flesh. I refuse to be in bondage to adultery. I refuse to be in bondage to fornication. And we have to examine ourselves and be truthful. You may have some people who are in the house of God and, 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 and they're misappropriating and they're stealing from the church. Well, you're not stealing from the church, you're stealing from God, which is worse. Because when you steal from God, I, 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 it, it, it's, I can't fathom it. That there are people who are, think they're getting over, by the way. They think they're getting over. They think they're prospering. But all they're doing is, 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 is they're making their bed in hell. They're setting up their mansion in hell. And God is not pleased. So we have to get this thing right is what I'm trying to say here. We need deliverance from this thing. We need to be set free from this thing. And say, uh, 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 look, and really, honestly, sincerely mean it. And I'm bringing forth this message, my, my brothers and sisters, because when, when I look at the ministry of John the Baptist, it was a very simple, straightforward ministry. And it was a ministry, it was of water baptism, baptism unto repentance. But that was the message. Repent for the kingdom of God is nigh. The kingdom of God. He was, he was prepared. He was a hallelujah. He was a forerunner. He was a forerunner for the Messiah. He was a forerunner, so it was his responsibility, hallelujah, to make to to prepare the people to prepare for the coming. And I feel that 
in this dispensation that God is setting aside forerunners. He is setting aside a people who are preparing the way for the coming, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And whoever these men and women are, I pray, hallelujah, Lord, that you would watch over them. That Lord, they hallelujah in their ministry and in, 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 in their ministering, that they would not compromise your truth, Lord. That you will bring a people, Lord, who who have a John the Baptist type of spirit, who are speaking truth, who are preparing people for the second coming of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who are preparing the way, who are out there in the highways and the and the byways and and on the street corners and and, and out there ministering the word of God, bringing people to their knees in repentance. That is the message of Jesus Christ, and that is the message that we should be delivering in this dispensation. This is not the time for feel-good messages and, 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 and motivational speeches, and I'm sure motivational speeches certainly have, have their effect and they have their place. But this is a dispensation of bringing people to repentance. Repent for the kingdom of God is at is near. We must get out there and tell people to repent. Turn from your wickedness. What wickedness? Who are you to say I'm wicked? How dare you? Do you know me? So, but folks don't understand when it comes to uh, they may think they have it all together and they're good and they're a good person, but in the eyes of God, it's something completely different. We don't understand the ways of God. We don't comprehend. We can't comprehend why, because we're we're finite in our understanding when it comes to things concerning the kingdom. My brothers and sisters, it it it, it, it I'm I'm. I'm not just afraid for others. I'm even afraid for myself. And I asked God, I said, Lord, please, I, if there is anything, I do not want to die having unforgiveness in my heart. I do not want to die with any sin in my members. Lord, I, I, I can't imagine eternity. You know how long eternity is? It's a long time. It's a long time. I cannot imagine being separated from my Lord and Savior from all eternity. For all eternity, for all eternity excuse me. It's 847, excuse me, 848. I do want to open up the phone lines for any additional questions before I close tonight. Any additional questions, comments, or perhaps prayer? God bless you, you're on the air. Thank you, uh, man of God. Thank you, thank you so amen, much. Amen, amen. God you bless know, you, man of God. Yes, uh, you have built us with faith because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we we are hearing your word, and it's, you are hitting the very source of our major problem in our lives, and that is the body is the body of sin. And most of the time, we, we, we accuse the law. We, we say, oh, the, the Ten Commandments is bad. Uh, why should we worship this? Let's remove it from our homes. Let's remove it from our school. Let's remove it from the uh, uh, state houses, uh, the Senate, uh, public spaces. We don't want to say it. When we say it, who put it there? We will even uh, go against you. So we go against the law. Whereas mm. when you look at the text, right, when you look at the text, the, he clearly stated that it, the problem was not the law, but mm. we, right. we, the, the body, right. simply is the body of sin. And we have to deal with it. And Paul realized it himself. That he was struggling, you see, and uh, we struggle today. Doesn't matter whether you are super apostle or, or uh, pope or whoever your name is. Is the body is simply the body of sin, and that zero us to the fact that 
we need who? We need Jesus. And he said, thank God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, without Jesus Christ, the body of sin will remain the body of sin. See, how do we do with this? He begins to uh, uh, talk about it in chapter 8. That is, we need to walk according to the Spirit. And if we uh, attempt to walk according to the Spirit, we might be able to uh, conquer this body of sin. And sadly, we are carnal. Our mm. worship are carnal. Yes. The way of our life is carnal. So the way we talk is carnal. So how mm. do we walk according to the Spirit? And mm. see, people, they quote that first verse. They don't completely quote. They, they stop uh, uh, midway. Oh, you can do. There's no, no condemnation. Uh, this and that. Mm. No, there's condemnation. If, if you don't walk according to the Spirit, there will be condemnation. It's simple as ABC. Thank you, uh, my dear uh, man of God. Thank you so much. Thank you, man of God. And yes, you know, one thing we have to understand, and yes, he, uh, man of God, you touched on it. The, the issue is not the law. Lord, the, uh, God's law is, is holy and it's just. And as the scripture says, it's good. The issue is, yes, we're the problem. And one thing about the law is when we look at it, it is a, yes, it, it's a teacher. It's a schoolmaster, an instructor, if you will. And also, I would say it's a mirror. And many of us, see the law and we're like, mm, how am I going to keep that? And when we look at the law, which is just and holy and good. And then when we, and then when we look at it and we see ourselves and we just don't like what we're seeing. So how in the world can we live up to this expectation? And even today, I mean, uh, 613 laws uh, No Jew has ever kept that So therefore uh, There must be a solution And the solution uh, Is Yom Kippur Which is the day of atonement for, for a Jew Where they repent For their sins It is a day of atonement And uh, One thing we do know I even had some uh, one Jew say that yes, uh, you can fulfill the entire law. He says, well, then there would well if you can fulfill the entire law, then why are you observing Yom Kippur? So that's a problem. So uh, no one can keep the entire law. Uh, otherwise, there would be no need for a Day of Atonement. With that said, uh, it is 8:53 p.m. and thank you so much, man of God, woman of God. Uh, who, who shared earlier, uh, God bless you. And I just want to say this in closing. Uh, I never like to, to close without solutions, uh, without hope. And that hope and that solution, the key is Jesus Christ. Many of us are in bondage right now to uh, various struggles, whether uh, it's adultery, whether it's fornication, pornography, other areas uh, where many of us are in bondage. And I just want to say that Christ can set you free. He is the solution. He is the answer. And, and I can say that I can testify to Christ setting me free. Uh, from from uh, some struggles, and I'm very very grateful. And uh, and and struggles that I honestly I saw no solution to, but Christ came into my life uh, and, and established deliverance. But He did require, Hallelujah! I had to get see He this relationship that we have. It's not all on Jesus. We have to be a willing participant. Case in point, I'll give you scripture for that. First John chapter 3, verse 8 says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might, that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
So the word might there is he might do it, but we have to be willing participants in our deliverance. So we can't just sit there and, and think, well, how much do you want to be set free of this thing? Mm, on a scale of one to ten, yeah, maybe three. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. You have to say, Lord, I, have, I need you. I want you, Lord. I need help in this area. Lord, set me free. So when we, when we invite him in to our circumstance and our situation, then the Holy Ghost and deliverance will come to bring about setting people Free, but we must be in closing a willing participant in our deliverance in the name of Jesus. So, on that note, my brothers and sisters, I do want to conclude there with our segment. And uh, once again, I just want to thank uh, the woman of God who, who who listened in. God bless you, uh, man of God as well. Thank you both for for uh, sharing, and thank you, Dr. Ganny. Uh, for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio and Mr. Ganny, God bless you. And for anyone else uh, who who just listened in, God bless you. And if you're listening in for the first time, God bless you. Please continue to to listen in to Kingdom Empowerment Radio. And I I, I pray that this this uh, topic was a blessing to you. And I pray that you begin to seriously examine yourself and 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 look at what God has called you to be. And if you're not living right, if you have one foot in the church and you have one foot somewhere else and, and you're living a double life, it is time in the name of Jesus. I pray, I pray that the Holy Spirit would bring about conviction. I pray that the Spirit of God, that maybe even God would send you, uh, uh, send a messenger, maybe even a dream, a vision of some sort, to say, return back to the Lord, return back to that place. And even if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it is my heartfelt prayer that you would acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, that uh, you, you would just ask the question, Lord Jesus, who are you? I know what the Muslims say. I know what the Christians say. I know what the Jews say. But, but Lord, who are you? Who are you, Lord? Reveal yourself to me, Lord. I need help. You say you can help people. You say you're a healer and a deliverer. Lord Jesus, Lord, reveal yourself to me, Lord. Show me who you are. And, 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 if, you're, and if you're sincere about that, he will show himself to you. And that's Bible. That's biblical. He has done it. And that is my heartfelt prayer, that, that all would, would, would come to Christ. I know that not everyone's going to. Um, you know, Jesus says, no man can come to me except uh, those who the Father had sent. Hallelujah. So, uh, yes. Um, and some people even look at that and say, wait a minute. So no man can come unto Jesus except it were given unto him by my father? I mean, who's that? Well, we don't know who that is. It could be you. It could be anyone. It could be a man sleeping on a park bench. So when I see that scripture, we don't know who the elect are. We don't know who God is going to tug at in terms of their heartstrings and, and establish a conviction. There are going to be some who will come and then doubt and, and say, nah, that's not for me. But again, and I, I stand on the scripture, the Lord's sheep hear his voice. And there are many people who have gone in, in a different direction. And they're saying, I just can't help but to follow this particular pattern, this particular way. The way of Jesus, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I, you may even think you're a fool for, for, for following Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you, you're not making a mistake. And you will find that this, in many cases, and many times, you will, you will look at this as the best decision you've ever made. Now, when the warfare comes, you may not think that. When, when the enemy says, oh, so you accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Okay, all right, okay, well, let's, let's see how much you love your Jesus. Let me put you through some, some trials and tribulations. Let me afflict you. Let me hit you in your body. Let me afflict you in your finances. Let me afflict you, hallelujah, in, 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 in the job. There's going to be somebody that's going to get on your nerves. You're going to want to quit your job. So let's see how much you love your Jesus. Let's see how much you pray and fast and study the word of God. Let's test the depth 
of your love and your affection for this Savior. So that's coming. But I want to say in closing that Jesus loves you more than you will ever know. And I pray that you will understand that. I pray that the Lord would give you a an outward demonstration of his love for you. He will show you. He'll bring you to that place. He'll bring back those prodigal sons and daughters if they're, if they're listening. That he'll bring you back to that place of worship and reverence for, for the things of God. This is Chaplain Kevin Graves on Kingdom Empowerment Radio with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. Um, feel free to uh, email me. My email address is pkwgraves at gmail.com for any additional questions or comments on this segment or any other segment uh, that I've had in the past. And I just want to say, uh, once again, it has been a pleasure being with you. God bless you. And may our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ richly bless you, richly bless you in terms of his spirit, richly bless you in terms of his presence, that wherever you go, he would send angels with you angels to minister to you, angels to war on your behalf. So my brothers and sisters, God bless you, and you have a good night. Bye.